Letter thirty one of Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three, by Samuel Richardson. Letter thirty one. Miss Clarissa Harlowe to miss howe you may believe my dear that these letters put me in a good humour with him he saw it in my countenance and congratulated himself upon it yet i cannot but repeat my wonder that i could not have the contents of them communicated to me last night he then urged me to go directly to lady betty's on the strength of her letter but how said i can i do that were i even out of all hope of a reconciliation with my friends which yet however unlikely to be effected is my duty to attempt as her ladyship has given me no particular invitation that he was sure was owing to her doubt that it would be accepted else she would have done it with the greatest pleasure in the world that doubt itself i said was enough to deter me since her ladyship who knew so well the boundaries to the fit and the unfit by her not expecting i would accept of the invitation had she given it would have reason to think me very forward if i had accepted it and much more forward to go without it then said i i thank you sir i have no clothes fit to go anywhere or to be seen by anybody oh i was fit to appear in the drawing-room were full dress and jewels to be excused and should make the most amiable he must mean extraordinary figure there he was astonished at the elegance of my dress by what art he knew not but i appeared to such advantage as if i had a different suit every day besides his cousins montague would supply me with all i wanted for the present and he would write to miss charlotte accordingly if i would give him leave do you think me the jay in the fable said i would you have me visit the owners of the borrowed dresses in their own clothes surely mr lovelace you think i have either a very low or a very confident mind would i choose to go to london for a very few days only in order to furnish myself with clothes not at your expense sir said i in an angry tone i could not have appeared in earnest to him in my displeasure at his artful contrivances to get me away if i were not occasionally to show my real fretfulness upon the destitute condition to which he has reduced me when people set out wrong together it is very difficult to avoid recriminations he wished he knew but my mind that should direct him in his proposals and it would be his delight to observe it whatever it were my mind is that you sir should leave me out of hand 
how often must i tell you so if i were anywhere but here he would obey me he said if i insisted upon it but if i would assert my right that would be infinitely preferable in his opinion to any other measure but one which he durst only hint at for then admitting his visits or refusing them as i pleased granting a correspondence by letter only it would appear to all the world that what i had done was but in order to do myself justice how often mr lovelace must i repeat that i will not litigate with my father do you think that my unhappy circumstances will alter my notions of my own duty so far as i shall be enabled to perform it how can i obtain possession without litigation and but by my trustees one of them will be against me the other is abroad then the remedy proposed by this measure were i disposed to fall in with it will require time to bring it into effect and what i want is present independence and your immediate absence upon his soul the wretch swore he did not think it safe for the reasons he had before given to leave me here he wished i would think of some place to which i should like to go but he must take the liberty to say that he hoped his behaviour had not been so exceptionable as to make me so very earnest for his absence in the interim and the less surely as i was almost eternally shutting up myself from him although he presumed to assure me that he never went from me but with a corrected heart and with strengthened resolutions of improving by my example externally shutting myself up from you repeated i i hope sir that you will not pretend to take it amiss that i expect to be uninvaded in my retirements i hope you do not think me so weak a creature novice as you have found me in a very capital instance as to be fond of occasions to hear your fond speeches especially as no differing circumstances require your over-frequent visits nor that i am to be addressed to as if i thought hourly professions needful to assure me of your honour he seemed a little disconcerted you know mr lovelace proceeded i why i am so earnest for your absence it is that i may appear to the world independent of you and in hopes by that means to find it less difficult to set on foot a reconciliation with my friends and now let me add in order to make you easier as to the terms of that hoped-for reconciliation that since i find i have the good fortune to stand so well with your relations i will from time to time acquaint you by letter when you are absent with every step i shall take and with every overture that shall be made to me but not with an intention to render myself accountable to you 
neither as to my acceptance or non-acceptance of those overtures they know that i have a power given me by my grandfather's will to bequeath the estate he left me with other of his bounties in a way that may affect them though not absolutely from them this consideration i hope will procure me some from them when their passion subsides and when they know i am independent of you charming reasoning and let him tell me that the assurance i had given him was all he wished for it was more than he could ask what a happiness to have a woman of honour and generosity to depend upon had he on his first entrance into the world met with such a one he had never been other than a man of strict virtue but all he hoped was for the best since in that case he had never perhaps had the happiness he now had in view because his relations had always been urging him to marry and that before he had the honour to know me and now as he had not been so bad as some people's malice reported him to be he hoped he should have near as much merit in his repentance as if he had never erred a fine rakish notion and hope and too much encouraged i doubt my dear by the generality of our sex this brought on a more serious question or two you'll see by it what a creature an unmortified libertine is i asked him if he knew what he had said alluded to a sentence in the best of books that there was more joy in heaven he took the words out of my mouth over one sinner that repenteth than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance were his words yes madam i thought of it as soon as i said it but not before i have read the story of the prodigal son i'll assure you and one day when i am settled as i hope to be will write a dramatic piece on the subject i have at times had it in my head and you will be too ready perhaps to allow me to be qualified fro it you so lately sir stumbled at a word with which you must be better acquainted ere you can be thoroughly master of such a subject that i am amazed you should know anything of the scripture and be so ignorant of that oh madam i have read the bible as a fine piece of ancient history but as i hope to be saved it has for some years past made me so uneasy when i have popped upon some passages in it that i have been forced to run to music or company to divert myself poor wretch lifting up my hands and eyes the denunciations come so slapdash upon one so unceremoniously as i may say without even the by your leave of a rude london chairman that they overturn one horse and man as st paul was overturned there's another scripture allusion madam 
the light in short as his was is too glaring to be borne oh sir do you want to be complimented into repentance and salvation but pray mr lovelace do you mean anything at all when you swear so often as you do by your soul or bind an asseveration with the words as you hope to be saved oh my beloved creature shifting his seat let us call another cause why sir don't i neither use ceremony enough with you dearest madam forbear for the present i am but in my novitiate your foundation must be laid brick by brick you'll hinder the progress of the good work you would promote if you tumble in a whole wagon-load at once upon me lord bless me thought i what a character is that of a libertine what a creature am i who have risked what i have risked with such a one what a task before me if my hopes continue of reforming such a wild indian as this nay worse than a wild indian for a man who errs with his eyes open and against conviction is a thousand times worse for what he knows and much harder to be reclaimed than if he had never known anything at all i was equally shocked at him and concerned for him and having laid so few bricks to speak to his illusion and those so ill-cemented i was as willing as the gay and inconsiderate to call another cause as he termed it another cause too more immediately pressing upon me from my uncertain situation i said i took it for granted that he assented to the reasoning he seemed to approve and would leave me and then i asked him what he really and in his most deliberate mind would advise me to in my present situation he must needs see i said that i was at a great loss what to resolve upon entirely a stranger to london having no adviser no protector at present himself he must give me leave to tell him greatly deficient in practice if not in the knowledge of those decorums which i had supposed were always to be found in a man of birth fortune and education he imagines himself i find to be a very polite man and cannot bear to be thought otherwise he put up his lip i am sorry for it madam a man of breeding a man of politeness give me leave to say colouring is much more of a black swan with you than with any lady i ever met with then that is your misfortune mr lovelace as well as mine at present every woman of discernment i am confident knowing what i know of you now would say as i say i had a mind to mortify a pride that i am sure deserves to be mortified that your politeness is not regular nor constant 
it is not habit it is too much seen by fits and starts and sallies and those not spontaneous you must be reminded into them o oh lord o oh lord poor i was the light yet the half-angry wretch's self-pitying expression i proceeded upon my word sir you are not the accomplished man which your talents and opportunities would have led one to expect you to be you are indeed in your novitiate as to every laudable attainment end of letter thirty one